Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, sorry about the sound quality. I'm doing this on my phone. Uh, the episode itself will sound great. I'm going to keep the central real short. I have a newborn at home, so right now I just didn't have the time or energy to set up my equipment and record this intro. But uh, so Scott, Scott Meany, Mel Gray, two wonderful people. Scott, is uh, he runs this wonderful website that I go on frequently called Pure Filler, purefiller.com. Mel is uh, the one woman on a like four-dude podcast called Sidecast, which I've been listening to a ton of. Uh, super fun, super crazy, real fucking out there, but fucking hilarious stuff. I absolutely love it. Uh, so Scott and I met a while back through Square Pop, which I believe is now a defunct website, and he is uh, always hooked me up with some really wonderful guests. He's kind of like the unofficial PR guy for the show. I think the first guest he gave hooked me up with was... Uh, Blair, Blair Erickson, and if you started to notice, there's these cool, like, tech people, or, like, Lorna, I, um, or, like, these cool people who work in, like, tech, or video game developers and stuff, and, uh, that was Scott, he was the one who really connected me to these really wonderful people, so we wanted to do this for a while, because him and I would always talk before episodes would start, and just really hit it off, and then, uh, Mel is someone that we always interact with online, and I know they know each other, so I was like, hey, let's just all do it together, and it's one of the most fun episodes I think I ever recorded. I learned a ton, and I'm a huge fan of weird shit like pop culture conspiracy theories. Anyway, I'm going to keep this short. Make sure you go to purefiller, purefiller.com. Check out Mel's podcast, Sidecast. She's on Twitter, at MelGray8, like the number 8. Check out Sidecast, at Sidecast Show. Uh, follow Scott on Twitter, at Scott Meany. And go to his website, purefiller.com. They're on Twitter, at purefiller. Yeah, if you like the show, please rate, review on iTunes, check me out on Twitter and all that good stuff at Let's Chat Podcast. Keep it short, and maybe I'll get some sleep. Let's get to it. The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski So Mel, you're in, uh, you're in Michigan? I'm in Michigan. It is snowing here. Not like what you guys are expecting, but apparently we're having another land hurricane tomorrow, so. What, what's that? Well... It turns out, um, last, like, early, mid-last week, we had, um, sustained winds between 60 and 68 here down in southeast Michigan, and it knocked out, uh, like, 800,000, uh, homes, and a lot of people were without power from, like, Wednesday to my mother-in-law's, then they didn't get theirs back until, like, Sunday night, so, um, but it, like, ended up looking exactly like a Category 2 hurricane, except we're in the Midwest. Hmm. Wow. Well. It was fucking crazy. Oh, am I allowed to say fucking on here? Oh, yes, I am. I've listened to your show. I'm good. Of courage, even. So I guess there's no way to figure out what's happening with the weather, so I guess we can move on from that. (laughs) Just, just, nope, nope, no one's sure. There's no way No one has a fucking clue. It's like, and outside now it's snowing, but then again, it's supposed to do, like, the wind thing again tomorrow, and I'm like... At least we have a generator now. Uh, I got the day off from work tomorrow, and I'm way too excited about it. It's a state of emergency. Is it really? 
Uh, in New York, well, I mean, it, it is in New York, but I don't trust that for a second because you have to understand that our our mayor killed a bunch of old people uh, during his first term on accident uh, by not plowing. Uh, yeah, de Blasio accidentally killed a bunch of old people uh, by not plowing heat, properly. Or was it the hurricane? Uh, yeah, no, not that. Uh, that one we kind of let him slide on because, I mean, what do you do? But... But this one, like, there was a snowstorm a few years ago, and he didn't plow the roads well enough, and a bunch of old people lost power, and they couldn't get to them and get them to a hospital. That didn't work out well. That was a little bit of a PR nightmare for the dude. So now, every time, like, it starts to flurry, he's like, state of emergency! Uh, everything shut down! Shut it down! Shut these toys! Shut these machines down! Shut them down! Are you in New York City? Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Queens right now. So I thought that there would always be some sort of ethnic restaurant open no matter the weather. Is that untrue? Probably. I, I, I'm not worried. Uh, the Mexican deli down the block from me, like, 31st stop, deli baby, they got me covered. I am not worried. But, where in uh, Queens are you? I'm in Astoria, where all the hipsters live. Yeah, they're all moving there. Yeah, I had my friend who just moved out of there. But it's, Astoria's cool. I like it. I've been there a few times. I enjoyed it. It's a good town. I like the town. I went to a sculpture park, and it was very beautiful. I know exactly what it, it, it kind of, in the right light on a gray day, that sculpture park looks like a post-apocalyptic nightmare. I know exactly the place you're referring to. Yeah, Socrates, maybe? Uh, oh, no, you're talking about, no, that, uh, that place is nice. Never are mind. There, are there two <laughs> sculpture parks? There are, oh, I there thought are you were two. talking about the, the crack sculpture park. There are. There's a modern art version of it that, like, my wife uh, edits an art magazine and, uh, and uh, she's huge in art. So we went to it and it was a bunch of modern art. But, like, the particular exhibit that they had that day on a very gray, kind of rainy day looked sort of like something you would stumble across in Fallout. Like, it was weird. It was a weird day and it colored my opinion of that particular sculpture park. I've been trying to think of a funny pun and I didn't have anything. <laughs> Sorry. No, I got it, nothing right now. I should be better. Like uh, do you think Scott? So I had an idea that maybe we, I don't know if you guys saw the S, if you two had seen the SNL skit they just did uh, last week, where they have the two men talking about women's issues without where they forgot to write the women in. So maybe we can do that today with Mel. I have just, not, but yeah, let's happens do it all the time. I guess so, it does happen to her way too much. By the way, Mel, so, I am sorry about that. Every time. We're just going to talk over you. Like, as if you something. coming in on my... What did I put? I, I think that something on my Twitter is like, I'm, I'm um, the, the the lone woman on a four-man podcast. Because that's, I mean, come on. I know how come it's going to go. Come on, dude. You're growing the like, I actually enjoy hearing the, like, different perspectives of wrongness that those three can put out there when it comes to certain women's <laughs> issues. It's just hilarious because they have three distinctly different perspectives. Who's the best? Who's the worst? Oh, God, I'm not. These are just the sidecast, gentlemen. This is not me. I'm obviously always correct. Uh, well, Scott's always Scott. I mean, if you're familiar with Scott, I don't know. That's hard for me, like, because, I mean, Scott's just Scott. You take him or and love him the way he is or not. I'm very love or hate. It's just how well, it goes. It's, it's funny because yeah. Scott. I, well, I am too, though, so that's a tough, that's a tough yardstick, too. We always talk for but like three minutes. I think in terms Scott. of awareness. This is a long one. Yeah, who's it? I'm, I'm excited know. for this. No one's you think the worst. No one's I the mean, worst. Yeah, we don't want to say it's Matt, but it's definitely Matt. That's but, uh, you know, whoever it is. 
I don't know who it is. It's definitely Matt. Maybe someone else is not Matt. It's definitely Matt. <laughs> Rhymes with bat. Yeah. This is my frequent co-host. That it, it sounds we, sort of like hat, but it's not hat. Or we're going to mansplain who's the worst about women's issues to Perfect. you. Perfect. <laughs> Women. Oh, man, like between, well, see, I Broads, am early right? meeting Chris. I'm early in my like knowing of Chris, so I don't know his level of mansplaining. Like, Oh, I don't know much. No, no, no. He's, he, no, he's a good boy. Uh, oh, okay. He, He's a good boy. If you follow him on social media, it's always like he's one of my friends that I'm like, at any point in time, I, I could fuck this up. <laughs> at any point in time, I know I'm going to say something wrong. My oh, sarcasm will go too bleak. I love good sarcasm. I, um, I have a friend at work, and we like to talk about like current events to the level of the, what we know, which is just the headlines. So we'll start talking about something. Oh, yeah, so Trump did this in the news, and we just kind of stare at each other. Yep, I don't know if I could defend it. Or I could even oppose it because I don't know enough. <laughs> you have to admit it's the funniest timeline. I mean, every day you Ooh. wake up and everything about the Berenstain universe is amazing. Uh, I, I think oh, that's you read that funny. article too? I fucking, I fucking celebrate the church of, oh my God, the Berenstain universe turned out to be the most entertaining universe. But there uh, was that whole, like, was it, no, was it the New York Times that did the whole fucking, oh, they did a whole, it sent me on a fucking click hole into a... Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Nick Bostrom and his uh, simulation theory philosophy. Oh, yeah. And because it was like this whole article, it was like a major reg too. It was like one of the ones that I feel I can trust. And they were like, are we living in a simulated reality that got put, you know, knocked out of whack because of, uh, it's like, so Trump's presidency and the miss uh allocation of the oscar winner and all these little things that like ticked off as reasons why like these theorems could actually be for real and it's just like it's the best would you would you do mind man and uh femsplaining exactly I, what you're talking about honestly you you made a quick like half take on it in the beginning of it and i i went like he has no idea what this thing is and now we're just inside baseball and crazy conspiracy nut shit and I'm I sorry. love it. You're welcome. See, I'm sorry. I don't remember that I'm not on Sidecast all the time. <laughs> no, uh, believe it or not. I actually try. Um, I know you probably have listened to this. It may not come off as such, but I actually try. There is a, a theory of the universe. Uh, basically, it's boringly called the Mandela theory. And I don't subscribe to that one because that's a boring name for it. But it's basically people remembering... A, a different time when Mandela was in prison or if Mandela was dead or if he was released. It, it, whatever. That's, I'm not interested in that part of it. What no, it, the Berenstein, Berenstein. Berenstein, Berenstein. Yeah, like the, there's a universe where the Berenstein bears are Jewish and there's a universe where the Berenstein bears are the world that we live in right now and they are not Jewish. They were like purposely, they clearly, their name should be Berenstein. But, and you've always remembered it as Berenstein bears, the children's book series. And basically... The world we live in, everyone remembers it as Steen, but when you look at all the books and look at all the images of the books that exist, it clearly says the word stain at the end of it. And we've always lived there and everyone remembers it differently. So some maniac came up with a theory that that was a split in the universe that happened at some point in time where there was a universe that basically gentrified the, or boulderized, I guess, the Berenstein Bears to Berenstain Bears, and then there's another universe where everything is lovely and wonderful, 
and that's the Berenstein universe. But the argument is basically that we live in the dark timeline where all these different things happen. We split over. Mm. Now, Have you seen I, the episode of uh, Community? Yes. Thank you. There it is. The Community. It's the dark timeline. We're, we're living in... Uh, May I throw um, a way to kind of re- re- rebuttal their theory? Please. What about the episode of the Berenstein Bears when little uh, brother bear gets circumcised at age 13? Good Lord. It's called <gasps> the Berenstein Bears, my bar mitzvah. Good Lord. Oh, my God. You're Listen. totally fucking right. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> it's possible. I have no idea. <laughs> or, my knowledge or... of it is not as strong as it could be. All I'm saying is if we're going to call it Berenstein, Berenstein... Fantastic. That's if that's the divide where the universe that's the divide. where we noticed it because we're all stupid nowadays and we just go, what's the most important thing that ever happened? I feel like I remember a children's book I read when I was four. Are they taking it? into the th- the chapter books era? Are they going to when the company gets bought and goes Christian? Like is Queenie Bear still in this universe? Like, see, you I don't know think you way- how much I know about the Berenstein Bears. Oh, he's say- from the other universe, Scott. He's from the other universe. Yeah, I think you jumped through it because I don't even remember there being chapter books. My knowledge of the Berenstein yeah, Bears I- pretty much disappears. It begins and ends at that one that was really racist, where there were obviously like a different race of bears specific. moving next door. And and there's Papa, movies Papa too. Papa Bear for... wasn't happy. Mm. And then um they um at some point they reemerge by an evangelical Christian company buys them and you can buy them at drugstores and they're like religious fied. I'm but fascinated Christian, to find these out. Yeah, those I haven't seen in a while. I used to see them at like um like largely Hispanic grocery stores I frequent. Well, I'm sure we can find it on Amazon.com, like I, <laughs> which I'm definitely going to do after this. Oh, all right. So since you're community fans, I can make this joke too. So we're on this. Are they, are they Jew or Jewish? Say the whole word. <laughs> I just love community so much. That's like my favorite show possibly ever made in the history of TV. Hmm. Possibly. Hmm. Possibly. I mean, I can't ever fight the first. The first. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, I can't ever fight Simpsons first twelve seasons, but. Uh... Oh, I know. I know. Well, but now I've become an old man and my sister doesn't get any of my Simpsons references anymore. Uh, so now I have to realize I have to age up my references. Well, That's terrible. If you want to feel awkward, um, invite on a Simpsons writer to your podcast and um, not know any of his seasons that he talks about because he joined in season 15. Oh, man. <laughs> so then oh, I had to go back. Oh, you write the bad ones. Oof. Yeah. Well, he, he's still part of the show now and a lovely human being and a wonderful I mean, man, but did, I didn't really talk about The Simpsons. That, that I just avoided those seasons to him. Regardless, I mean, if you get chosen to write on that show, I mean, that show is basically writing Fox's ticket still to this day. So you're, It's a cash cow. Yeah, you're a pretty funny person to have gotten rid on that. It, it's just a matter of it's gone on so long that they're out of stories. Like... Well, so he got the job. Do you want to hear the funny part? It's because he... Do, now, I wonder if anyone remembers this out there. He worked on a TV show called Teen Angel. Do you remember that? I do a not. A short-lived TGIF program where... A I gentleman... do. I do remember Teen Angel. You, you got me on this one. Yes. He eats a hamburger and then dies and becomes back as an angel. Yes. I. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had actually literally forgotten that that existed until you me just too. reminded Is this me. A I do in, I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so I of course I had to ask him about that because I was like, "You worked on Teen Angel, a show I because I didn't make it to YouTube. You know, there's like this weird gap of mm-hmm. stuff that just like 
is in a vault somewhere in NBC or a network, and that was one of those things that almost does not exist outside of Wikipedia. Yeah, I, I, I find that. I actually, I, I keep talking to people that I know that are also old men media nerds, and, and all I ever want to do is, like, we should start a charity to, like, do things like, why is, why is it so hard to find the critic clips on freaking YouTube, okay? Oh. Like, someone needs to, like, I, I'm starting to do my part. I'm starting to, like, cut up Duke Phillips moments and just be like, you know what, this needs to be there. Like, I'm tired. My account I, will have this. cynical old man bullshit is starting to get on my nerves, me. Uh-oh. Really good. I try. I try. All right, what can I do? I own really like and you know maybe it's that I've been podcasting with you a little extra lately, but mostly I think it's just that curmudgeon in me. I'm so old. I'm so. How old are you? Let's fuck off. Are you like what is the cutoff? Where is the like line where I become? Because if you're younger than me, I'm really gonna. No, no, I'm just gonna hope that your car is buried under 23 inches of snow. You know what? It's not that the the cutoff line of when you're old. I think is when you find. Oh no, you're gonna give me this whole like I'm mentally old. My experiences make me worn. And I'm 34. I'll give you that. I'm not. I'll give you the age. What I'm saying is the cutoff is when there's a piece of technology that comes out that terrifies you, and that's what Snapchat is, like. I Jesus do social Christ. media when for I was living. like 16 I was old then <laughs> oh so yeah, you're but... alive I believed in the singularity since I was like old enough to know what that fucking was man come on Word. Whoa. Whoa. synergy see that's why the like simulation theory stuff that rolls off the Bernstein Bears thing was oh, not that big of a jump for it's, me it's oh, so I... not even true like it's so like clearly <laughs> just talk to anyone who without a sense of humor and they can put a hole in it in seconds. Oh yeah. But I, oh, collect yeah, but it's hilarious, conspiracy but... theories like, like crazy. Not that I want to fall down a conspiracy theory hole, which I already did on a recent freaking. I like pop cast. culture ones. And that's it. I don't like real. Oh, I do like the one that uh, Ted Cruz's father killed JFK. Because that's fantastic. That guy, Cause that guy became president. <laughs> the Zodiac <laughs> killer one alone is like, this is fantastic. Anything only only that... Anything that the con come, came up with, like, to get himself elected is kind of, like, subject to just the, you can come up, that one just gets thrown in as a comedy line. Anything like that. Those ones are just gems. People still use the Zodiac Killer one on Ted Cruz, and it makes me laugh every time. Oh, I yeah, really, I forget about that one. It genuinely makes me laugh every time I see it. It's like. <laughs> it's because everyone defaults to the JFK thing. Because it's the easier one. Cause he, oh my God, like what a fantastic God. The Berenstain universe is amazing. Do you, do you subscribe to the West Pult theory? Anyone? What's that? I don't know it's this one. The theory that all television takes place inside the autistic child from St. <laughs> Elsewhere's mind. <laughs> sure. I do now. So you can go online and they track every actor from St. Elsewhere and can tie them to every TV show together from one facet to another. Oh, I'm oh so glad God. you taught me a new I just talked about theory. this uh, on a podcast but of course I always record things way out of order so they might get released like months away from each other but in recording true, in true time they will be talked about two days apart <laughs> you may remember this from next week's episode <laughs> so, in a month from now <laughs> but yeah it's, 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 it's interesting as shit like uh, when TV shows used to do those like twist endings before the audience were smart it's like Dallas or whatever and now you can't really get away with that or you can, or you can do the, I always bring this up, so I'll stop. Take that, How I Met Your Mother. <sighs> I, I was never a fan of How I Met Your Mother, but my wife 
loves that show. And like, I, I enjoyed it fair enough. Like I, I didn't dislike the show. It was like, it was one of those things that existed, but it wasn't something that I felt one way or the other about. And I felt for her in that ending. Like I had seen enough of the show to, to know, Ooh, you guys, you guys just got fucked here, didn't you? Oof, this is, <laughs> I feel bad for everyone watching this right now. I mean, yeah. it uh, wasn't even just the, I, I won't need to go into it. Everyone knows why it sucked. Uh, how do you two know each other? How the hell do Holy. we know each other? Um, okay. It's just kind of the way that, in a way, that Chris and I even met. It's just, we all stumble on each other through podcasting. Podcast networks. It's really, yeah, that's where everyone meets. I'm uh, pretty sure at some point, the meeting point would be like Square Pop or something. Yeah. There used to be a website that I was an editor at called uh, SquarePop.com, uh, which I was on. Were you? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, of course was. you were. That's, that's how, how I know you. Chris Jesus was. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know in real life. That's how I know Chris. Good Lord, my own back history is terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah. How All can right. you keep this shit together? I, mean. I can't anymore. Like, honestly, the breadcrumb trail goes everywhere. So, yeah. Well, so, SquarePop.com, that's fine. That's the linking factor for everybody. That's yep. fair. Is that like... Um, uh, what's the word? Is that like our point? Like I'm trying to think of what he calls it in the Flash, and I can't remember it. Uh, what like the Flash point? <laughs> it's probably called it, Flash. Probably calls it the Flash point. That sounds like something that they would write in a comic. Well, that's what they're. What that's it? one of the things they call it on the uh, WB show. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, still I only call watch it the WB. There, you want to date yourself? I still call it WB. Yeah, I do too. It's very hard. Like, the, did you w- see w- that w- new w- Archie w- show on WB? Mm. Yeah, right. I still do it. And my husband makes fun of me to no end. He's like, you mean on CW? I'm older than you. Knock it off. Like, <laughs> Talking about the WB. Yeah. <laughs> so Thank we, you. We should make a sketch video where we're all like going to like, College Humor did this funny video years ago. It's like if things turned out differently and it's just if all the dead tech continued. So we could all sit down and watch the series finale for Knock on Mars on, uh, on WB tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, followed by uh, guys like us, and oh, I can't think of any WB shows. I used Nick Swart, uh, not Nick Swartz. We can watch teacher. the videos for it on Nick Frito, <laughs> licensed teacher, the spinoff of the Wayans Brothers. <laughs> Maybe the Steve Harvey show after, and then oh we can watch- god, right? What was the MTV hip hop sketch comedy show? Uh, Yo MTV Raps, or no, what was no, the- no, that was earlier. That was earlier. That was like that was like the, that was like actually, the first I rap don't. anything anywhere. I, Certainly I on don't. white people radar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bill Bellamy's uh, MTV Hip Hop Hour. I think no, yeah, something like that. that. Although no, in fairness, well John Stewart was on the MTV before uh, the MTV. See? Oh, dude, that's my hipster credit that I use for everything. That because I like John Stewart way before you even knew about a man. I own his terrible book that he wrote uh, like years and years ago. I still have it for some reason because I'm shamelessly terrible and I just keep it up on my shelf. So it's in the background of like, I just I remember trying to explain to my friends who were like devastated over the Craig Kilborn thing that don't worry, this guy, trust me, I've been watching this guy's late night show on MTV because my younger sister had discovered it and she was like, you've got to watch this. And they just couldn't understand. And then, you know. I, you know, I still, part of my heart still weeps for Craig Kilborn. 
like because not only did he lose, he lost harder than any human being has ever lost any race in the history yeah. of mankind. Like John Stewart didn't just do better than him. Like no, John no. Stewart's doing better than Trevor Noah. Like John Stewart's beating the crap out of Trevor Noah. He's Craig in like Kilborn, most of the time. Craig Kilborn, yeah, like lives in a cave somewhere. I'm reasonably sure he was shot when they killed Bin Laden. Like I, I don't like. He was in. He was that guy who cheated on the wife in old school. That's the last I saw Craig Kilborn. Oh, that's And right. I love that man. I have a John Stewart question for both of you now. Please. Now you're talking about his TV show. You're talking about the John Stewart show or the you wrote, you wrote it. We you watch it show. You hard dicked son of a bitch. Look at you. Now I was going with John Stewart show, but oh, you got a more just the mic we're recording on. What's up? We What's did that? it. <laughs> said somebody just dropped the mic we're recording on. He did absolutely because I'm thinking of John Stewart show. Yeah, oh, me too. That's what remember, I'm thinking of. And that's the first appearance of the then known uh, the state who goes on to make everything we love today in some facet. This is why we're all talking, because we're the only people who care about this shit. We're dweebs, uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> Nerd is cool. Dweeb is like, the stuff I even like is even less obscure and not you, even current. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I stand by the old adage of the nerd test, which is not, uh, it's it not something you're supposed to bring up anymore, but I miss the nerd test. I miss... What is it? Uh, well, I mean, I, like, everybody's did, what, nerd. I'm sorry. This is not a thing I am aware of. Yeah, you, Mel, you passed it a long time ago. You're in. Like, it's this no. kind of thing where, like, when everyone got mad a few years ago, when everybody was like, "Why are you questioning who's a nerd and who's not a nerd?" Okay, Chris Hardwick. You know what? Chris Hardwick's a nerd. He Chris Hardwick would pass the nerd test because oh, the, the nerd test is when you were in high school, whatever your era was. If you're a D and D era person, if you're a '90s PC game era nerd like if you're just a gamer nerd like whatever there's stuff that like when you would talk to someone at a party you would just say some shit that used to be like, like there's not such a thing as a nerd test to see who's really a nerd it's like yeah there is that's how nerds used to know who they could talk to openly at parties yep it was well, the kind of thing where you're just like parties? like what happened wouldn't true nerds not be able to go to be invited to parties well we would consider a gathering of six other dweebs with uh, a new person there a party like so, we would yeah like it would or be even magic. some like idiotic thing that inadvertently i mean inevitably there was some banquet that happened at high school or Graduation. there's always some reason that you had to come together with groups of people you wouldn't otherwise like Lunch. mingle with and you could always ask that or say that one thing and you get the like distant chuckle out of someone and be like where is that person i want to hang with them so what were yours what were both of yours mel i want to hear yours first wait what <laughs> what was your, your nerd like, test go your nerd in high school you're in high school what's that like up your sleeve i'll say this thing and hopefully someone catches it and we can talk i don't know usually for me it was a star wars reference because i lived in bumfuck nowhere northern new england and I would like rent that over and over and it was I was because I was out of the Star Wars I was in the uh, the void between when it was originally super popular and before it had come back around so my mm. whole childhood was it was a forgotten zone for stuff like Star Wars Scott what so was you? inevitably just a crack usually the common ones you say something like you've got a bad feeling about this someone like retorts to you and you're just like oh my god 
But like nowadays, that would not count as a test. But like, no, I no, totally no, knew. Like, during the stupid, age I'd of the remastered, like you're a, ref- right. a wrestling reference or something that. Well, it would depend on the person because whoever you are, you've got your level of nerd bullshit. You're yeah. Into, you just want to throw something at it. So saying something along the lines of like, I've got a bad feeling about this, like would lead to something like that. Like with me, like it would, it would usually be like, oh, fuck. That test was rough. Like the Kwesak Hatterack going on in here, man. Am I right? And then like somebody in the room would go, ha. And when someone did that, you would zero in on that person to go. Mm. So that was Right? Because, a- but then okay, you'd have to actually, have, you'd have, to have two have- follow-ups. You'd have to have two follow-ups. Like you'd have to be like, because of like, you know, the worst, the, the only faith I follow is the Bene Gesserit sisters, right? which I just pronounced wrong, but whatever. Fuck off, nerd. That's yelling at me right now on a podcast. I know it. I know. I'm sorry. I heard it. I have one. See, I have a... You're right, because uh, I wasn't there, and Bob had to come home and tell me this one day. That's my husband was uh, in a situation where he had to go into a clinic, and the lady asked him his religious preference. He's like, I was so mad you weren't there. She's like, you have a religious preference? He's like, I worship the seven. Oh, God. Like, it's it's just, it depends on the kind of nerd you are, but the nerd bar has been raised so high right now. that it's So not that the true. Nerd, it's not that the nerd test doesn't exist anymore, but it, like, went from a system of three tests. Yeah, you really have to like, drop, like, a pool of radiance reference on someone anymore to really dig deep. You, know, you used to be able to go, like, you shall not pass. Yeah, like a ball rug. Oh, shit, are we best friends for life? Is how yeah, that totally. shit would happen. And now... <laughs> You can't reference the most popular film ever made, Lord of the Rings or the Avengers. Like, that doesn't count anymore. Like, I know who Deadpool is. Okay, then yeah. go fuck yourself. That doesn't count. Like, so what do you think what, the kids are doing so now? Right. What's like nerd, what are nerd kids? What's their test? They've just gone deeper. They've like, they have like an esoteric system of X Men knowledge that, like, will prove that you know more than what you saw in the movies. That's all it is. The real nerds still exist. There's still the unfuckable kid that like doesn't have a day to the prom, but likes to hang out in a, like a nerdy environment that that person is still there. He just has to do like five more questions of Witcher knowledge to get to where yeah. the old nerds used to live. You're making Wikipedia me feel- fucked us. You make me feel so much cooler than I really was in high school. We were not, but we were part of an elite cast. I was, I didn't know either of your uh, th- your things that you were talking about. I thought you were referencing the Taking Back Sunday song for a second, and thought you were both going to hurt me if I said that out loud. Nah, that's not my former. That's not my sphere. No, yeah. way out of my sphere. My sphere is like. I'm not even like a Star Wars fan. I don't really like Star Wars either, but shh, don't say that. I mean, oh, you're fine, relax. It's like I don't run across people who dislike the shit. I like the new ones. I I just, because I saw Star Wars as like a 13 year old. The first one I think I saw was the the Jar Jar one. And I was like, oh. I don't know, right before that came out, they re released them. I saw them in theaters. I'm like, these are kind of dumb. I don't think they're dumb. I just don't. I was 13. I'm cool now. now I I'm don't like, I weep. Them, but I don't watch them. I don't weep at Target commercials selling Star Wars toys, which many of my friends do. It's like, oh, my God. The little girl. She was dressed like Leia. 
Like, are you real? Are you, are you being serious now? You you're really crying at a Target commercial? This is a thing. There's a grown man saying he's crying at a Target commercial because someone's dressed like Princess Leia and a Lego character ran into a Millennium Falcon. This is a thing that's happening. Let's hope it wasn't the Lego uh, bikini or little bikini one. Cause that'd be How dare you, sir? How dare I didn't make you? The movie? How dare you? Well, you know, I've watched stars. Spaceballs more than I've watched Star Wars, so I hope I get some credit. Me too. Dude, yeah. absolutely. I'm a huge, if you want esoteric Spaceballs knowledge, but like I've always been an asshole. I come from a long line of assholes. So I it, fucking love Spaceballs before you go on. One of my favorite movies, one of my most quoted movies. I literally, when people ask me questions sometimes, like mer- merchandising is literally one of my explanations for things in the everyday world. There's never been a time when I've been handed a flamethrower in an online video game where I haven't yelled obnoxiously over Twitch, Spaceballs the Flamethrower! Every single fucking time. Every time. My wife and I just watched it this weekend. We were at my in-laws, and my brother-in-law's fiance had never seen it. So we're like, put it on! And we were pretty obnoxious about it. It was, uh, we're like, this is the best part. You know when like you're trying to show someone something great, but then you talk through them and tell them why it's great, and then they don't like it? Maybe that's yeah, how it was yeah. Star Wars. You over-nerd and fuck up, but that's why you pass the nerd test, which is not the same thing as a normal human being that likes Avengers movie test. That's what I'm saying. Like, No, I think you're right. I think it's hard to like pin that moment down, but you know it when it's there. Yeah, you, you know, know it. Like, you, know, like, you know when you're running in a crew of gr- a group of like, people that you're not usually around and you find that one person like oh, yeah, i've gotten yeah. so weird about i mean i mostly talk to you guys online so i already know where you stand on the nerd test but when i'm in populated event situations it's like i will find that person i i when i was going on my honeymoon i went to new zealand and my wife turned out to be super fucking into lord of the rings so <laughs> Which I was like in my head, I'm like, we'll do a New Zealand twist and I, a New Zealand tri- uh, trip. I can't talk. I'm sorry. Uh, New Zealand trip, and in my head, I'm like, and we're gonna go see that Hobbit shit. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen, and I'm gonna pretend like it's spur of the moment. This is gonna be fine. And she was like, we should marathon the Lord of the Rings movies, the extended editions, all weekend. That way, we're fully prepped for where it goes. And I was like, this is. Mm, did you just fucking pass a, mer- a nerd test I wasn't even setting you up for, <laughs> motherfucker? Like, it, it was the best. The best. She was, like, all about it. Like, We're drinking butterbeer on this trip, motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah That's kind of the me. reaction Bob had recently when I, um, we it's went Harry to... Harry Potter joke, I know. No, actually, it's not at all. I finally came around to whiskey in the fall after going to Ireland. And it was like one of the most beautiful days of his life because he's been trying to get me onto whiskey for, I mean, we've been together, like, yeah, 17 years or some shit. And oh my God. Let's hear about that. Good Lord. Yeah. Seriously. Not is nerd that, stuff. Go. Is it a good story or is it just like, no, we fell in love. Bleh. What? Which story? What are you talking about? Uh, being with your husband for 17 years and you're like 17 years old. Oh my God. Holy shit. Oh, no, they just found work. me out. Oh, crap. They just figured it out. Uh, um, um, so this has been really great. I'll see you guys later. I'm out. <laughs> this old bag came on the, the Let's Chat podcast this one time. Don't worry. Chris scared her off. Good thing the Berenstein hypothesis, whatever. This Berenstein broad showed up where things were made of daffodils and loveliness showed. 
Don't worry. Hey, man, I exist in time and space. I show up for podcasts precisely when I mean. So are you all. are you more of a Kevin and Winnie Cooper kind of thing or a Corey and Topanga? Oh no, 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 no. Kind of this thing. is like the. I mean, no, we have a a fucking great story. I mean, it's great because. What you were just talking about, Scott, where, you know, you were off doing the New Zealand thing and you were like, oh, my God, there's this whole secret thing. As like, I would say that even after this long, we have these whole moments where it's like secret shit like that. Where it's like, oh, you're into that right on. Or I have like he's never been out of the country. And this past fall, we went to Ireland to go visit my co-host on Sidecast, John, in his home country. And uh, that was my husband Bob's first time out of the country and it's my second time it has been forever and uh it's such a blast and we drank whiskey and now we're totally into whiskey and now like every holiday he gets a bottle of special whiskey and I found all these places but that's kind of neither here nor there except that you know we that's the sort of stuff that happens with us is like so it's just kind of done it's sort of Oh, holy shit, it's been seven years, because you really sit and think about, like, we met in late 2000, and then this fall will be 17 total, and then we were married. Oh, God, so have I. How did you meet? Sorry, go on. Carry on. I just had a shocking revelation. Five. So we've been married for 15 years. This will be our 15th wedding anniversary this year, so. Well, congratulations. Congrats. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a long story now, obviously. Not really. We're both we, fairly we young. Nerd but... bullshit the whole time. So this is yeah, better. No, that's it, moment. dude. Seriously, I had no intention when I like set out to get married. It just so happened that I met somebody of equitable nerdness that well, has how, worked out. I mean, um, how did you guys meet? Like blind date? Are you at like a nerd bar, Comic Con? Um, he's from Michigan. Girl. I'm from Maine. We both moved out to Seattle the same year, and through a mutual friend that I met when I first moved out there, who happened to be his best friend, we met in a bar. Aww, <laughs> that's adorable. Scott, it's the weirdest shit ever. So, let's do all of it. I love this stuff. I, when I was single, I didn't give a shit, but now I'm, I'm married for like almost four years. So now I actually care. Me too, actually. Uh, yeah, almost four. Uh, on me as well. Uh, me and my lady lady? that I I didn't realize we knew each other for 17 years until Mel said that and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those things I don't... It's just, I don't know. It's been so great and I'm lucky and we've worked hard and there's been some crazy shit that's gone on, obviously. And I mean, I know... Yeah. Life. But we it's really cool because I happen to have this really cool friend to get through it with. And, I mean, he's been on Sidecast a bunch of times, so it's not as if, like, our audience isn't familiar with Bob. Scott has met Bob a fair bit of times at this point. So it's one of these things where you just, I mean, sort of that thing you get with everyone. It's like, like, I've talked to Mary Alice before, and I've talked to a bunch of other people, podcasters, who I've become friends with and then become friends with their wives and all of these fun things, so... It's like I see a bunch of people kind of reevaluating how they want to do marriage, and that was sort of where we were, and it's just worked out for us. And it's just us. We go all over, we do everything, and it works. And we that's have. Adorable. That's adorable. A... It, no, it's we're stupid. It's so funny. We go out, we still get people like, we don't go out as often as some people, just because it's like, well, I don't need to go out, spend half or twice as much money, and end up sitting in a corner talking to you the whole time. So. That's pretty. Yeah, it's it's gross. You're gonna be that old couple shooting stars at each straws at each other, 
I see that meme online. It's like a 90-year-old couple, and they're, like, messing with each other. I think that's what we all want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah, I, mean, you don't I hope be so. I don't see any reason why not. I mean, I think cool. everybody wants to fall off the cliff in a car at some point together. I, oh, I, I feel like oh, the yeah, ideal ending of a marriage is like, what happened? Well, we both had ter- a terminal illness and we accidentally turned off a cliff together. We were both like halfway down. We were like, this is a long fall. Let's hold hands. and This is fun. I, I think we'll come to... up with some Viking shit, you know? We'll, like, go take, like, a big ice float out into the, like, Norwegian, like, the North Sea or something. You know, you get old, like, some of the old traditions and stuff. I tried to convince my wife to drive off a cliff once on our honeymoon because I don't really drink, and they have this thing called iced wine in Niagara Falls. And on the drive back, I decided to explain to her the plot line of uh, Thelma and Louise and spent 20 <laughs> minutes trying to get her to drive off the cliff to, so we could have love like theirs. Which she brings up as often as possible to make fun of me. That still stand by question. You have that... to though. That's but see, that's how you get it to last. You, I still make fun of shit from him from the first year. I really mean well that. Well, in that stuff, it's just like with your buddies. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you what. I want to turn this on the host for a second. Just oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, Chris, you can feel free to edit and and cut me down as much okay. as you'd like. I, but what I'd like to say is, which side of Niagara Falls did you go on? Oh, Canadian. Fuck yeah, of course he did. We, uh, we like, went to mostly Niagara. Well, we stayed in Niagara Falls. Um, well, so we did. All right, here's the, the full quick version of it. We got married, and then we did a like weekend in Niagara Falls, mostly Niagara on the Lake, and then we waited a year, and we went to Italy. Good. Done. That's awesome. Mm. So, you know, we, we got, I was like 29 when I got married, so we were like, let's figure out how much money we make back after we spent thousands of dollars on this wedding and make adult decisions. And then through Gr- Groupon found a really inexpe- uh, affordable trip to Florence. So it me was awesome. too, not that trip, but like, yeah, no, totally. I, my honeymoon was also a Groupon. Yeah, it was great. And best experience. We did like life. a small one too. At first we went back to like the place where he up North in, we were living in Seattle at the time. And there's a bunch of islands called the San Juan Islands that are up north that looks like the Goonie Shores. Like Lopez Island? Um, I was on... It's the only one I know. But yes, yes. I mean, one of those. That one's one of the smaller ones, I think. We were on uh, the big one. Who used to... I went to college with a kid who lived on Lopez Island, and it, he was as weird as you would think. Yeah, no, we... That was where he proposed to me. We found it. We were both from the East Coast, so we started doing, like, traveling around shit. And same idea. And then we took a big trip later. But it's really cool because, like, you get to travel together and do all those weird things together. And then you get to that point with us, like, where he's in a situation or I'm in a situation like, oh, my God, I wish you had been there. I made the funniest joke. (laughs) That's my every day. I come home and report my jokes. (laughs) Yeah, so, so no, me too. It right then, I guess, because that's that's what works funny. for us. So. I need someone to laugh, and I do fucking open mics. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, you're still doing that. God bless that's your awesome. heart. I, Fuck I off! <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you Whatever. I could bitch. never ever work up the balls to do anything. You like savage that. bitch. <laughs> You love me so much and you know it. I do. There's no denying it. And such a hit is a fucking good. That's the thing. I miss hardcore fucking humor. I still, I'm, I'm always searching day after day for Opie and Anthony level beatings that don't exist anymore. 
And it's just like, can someone just please hit me? Can someone hurt me the way I like? And no one does it anymore. That's, oh, God, that's a good one. No wonder you love, no wonder you and Matt are such good pals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All we do is just hurt each other's feelings. That's our, uh, that's our relationship. So, uh, yeah, well, totally. Scott, how did you meet your wife? Uh, it, first day of college, actually. Uh, it's oh. all right. We, we were with other people. Uh, for many, many years until after. But we were very good friends for a long time. So I was crushing her, like, glasses and stuff, like, you've had enough. Don't go back with that dude. We're buddies. So we were hanging out, and uh, that's what it was. And over the years, we we fostered a deep friendship. And uh, I was in a a long-term relationship, and she was very good friends with my girlfriend at the time and whatnot. And eventually... uh, we fell in love. Did you just describe the plot of a sleepwalk with me? That's exactly what it was. You were it's, trying to become a comedian, and an opportunity came along, and you just kept cheating on her until you broke up. That's exactly what it is. I'm hoping it, it remains this and doesn't become that, uh, that new crashing on people's couches with Artie Lang show that's now on uh, HBO. I really like that show, by the way. It's a good show, and I forget the guy's name, and I feel Pete Holmes. about it. Thank you. Pete Holmes. Huge weirdo. I love his podcast. Yeah, me too. I, I do too. I, I'm, I'm like, I didn't mean that as like, I don't want to be that man. I don't know his name. I'm saying like, ah, I'm fucking blanking on his name and remembering him only from a Joe Rogan interview. Right <laughs> that was now. a good interview. That's not fair. It was a good interview. Joe needs to stop giving everyone that walks through the door fucking edibles. But aside from that. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I've, I live in Rhode Island, which I'm about seconds away from Massachusetts where pot is not legal and I stopped smoking pot like three years ago. <laughs> I live in one of the liberalist cities in the goddamn world and for some reason weed is still not legal here. Even though I feel like Coast. it makes me... What? Oh, tightwads. This, this is literally... I did, I did figure this out though. I was raised in New England and moved out west and lived out there for 14 years and the... Fucking the East Coast, man. Bunch of fucking puritanical tightwad motherfuckers over here. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I, I feel like everyone here it's is... It's amazing how liberal places like New York and Massachusetts can be and have, like, only just started or not at all started on that but, stuff. But I'm going to throw this out here. I don't care for it. Like, it's fine. I want you yeah. to make it legal, and I'll give it the old college try once I have, like, 50 legal versions. Be like, all right, let's try it 50 times. Like, I, I got it. Like, I'm fine with that. But really, I'm a speed and booze guy. And that'll always be, I'll die a speed and booze guy. Like, that, that, at that's the same time, it's going to go. Fuck yeah. I don't obviously. think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> you're not, but that's the only way those pills work, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, um, I have a heart condition. And when I was 20, I snuck into a bar and got a uh, Red Bull vodka. No, Red Bull and Jaeger, Jaeger bomb, And my heart murmur oh went pretty my. loud. And they got kicked oh, out man. because of that. And the, the, everyone's like sitting around like, what's that noise? Sounds like a washing machine. And then everyone kind of slowly zoomed it into my chest. And I was like, hi. <laughs> and then was asked to leave. The only times I've ever been kicked out of bars, I've fallen asleep at the bar. And it's that fucking devil weeds fault every time. Yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. Downers, not my thing. I know that alcohol is a downer, but whatever. For some reason, I've developed a superhuman tolerance for it, so it, it's whatever. But I, th- I think I'm straight edge right now, unintentionally. I was for a few years. I, I did it for a few years, and it just, at some point, I, I 
realized that I just don't like weed. Like that was just really it. Like I just one day woke up and went, you know what? I don't like marijuana. This isn't my shit. Yeah, that was me for about 10 years, but it just took me about a decade to learn I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, when it becomes legal, don't get me wrong. I am going to do the requisite 20 tries to find out for sure. Oh, but it's, not, yeah. it's not for everybody. I think it's so interesting. No. It's just like the people who like it, like it, the people that don't, don't. I think that. No, no, probably, but I want to give it the old college try. Well, sure. I, I, I mean, I if you like... want to try it because it's legal and that's cool and that'll be your right to do and all of that jazz and people like me live in states where it is legal and it's not, well, it's not recreationally legal. It's medically legal here. But... Yeah, it's medically legal here, but I mean, it's because well, you got had... that back pain. I've had What's um, that now? You got that back pain. That's why you have or, it. Or those seizures or whatever, you know, whichever thing. What have you? Yeah, no, no, either way, if you want to use the real one, Mel, for Christ's sake. Oh, I, thought, I thought back pain was like a sex joke. Yes, but I like no. trying to do that with you sometimes because it checks No, you. everybody uses the, uh, like, oh, no, I've got uh, a real issue. What is it? Oh, I lifted too much one day. and I It's the cataract. So, it's the cataract. Yeah, like, everyone's got a cataract problem. Everyone's got a back issue. Yeah, Back exactly. Issue. That's what it is. Enough so your doctor will be like, I feel um, bad. Um, I migraines is one. Migraines, also insomnia. Yeah. Migraines well, those are all and real. insomnia are the new, like, back pain and cataracts. Well, those are all real. Th I mean, they probably overprescribe, but there are people who actually have that stuff that really, it does affect you immensely. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely. <laughs> well, by <laughs> yeah. the same token. But not in the Bernstein universe. Not in the bear in the Baron Everyone using it is obviously live. Is there a bear like B E A R stain like like stain like S T A I N E universe like a dyslexic universe for me? Probably. I mean, there's infinite oh, universes. So. Christopher, obviously, you know that. Or Bernstein, Burn is the Bernie Bernstein. Sanders the Baron Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Burn Sanders. Burn Sanders or Burn like B U R N. Burstein. Oh, that's probably. Yeah, like I know it's standards, but obviously the standards universe. Oh my god! Wait, we off. just figured out the whole thing. It wasn't cheating at all. Uh, it was supposed to be a, a fuzzy, like a weird bear. It was supposed to be Papa Bear and not uh, Bernie. That's why the whole thing seemed weird to us. That was why it was weird. Feel the Berenstain. Yeah. Uh, before we hit the hour in like twelve in a, a minute, but we always go over, of course. Um, was this we talk about? Fucking Value at Sidecast? Oh, yeah, What's tons. Should we talk about Sidecast? Do you guys want to promote your show a little? Well, I this mean, it's not I my show. Promote. I have a separate thing, but Mel can. Both. Uh, I don't know who he's talking to. I can't see. He's not looking us in the eye. I know. It's so much easier if we could all see each other, but we don't have that option right now because my computer sucks. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just giving you shit, dude. That's because we're all we friends. We can talk about Sidecast. I'll talk about Sidecast. Sidecast and pure filler. And not or, PR. We're not going to talk PR. We can talk PR for like whatever, whatever amount of time you want. But like, I'm I could say you that you are of... a nice PR man who's given me some incredible guests. And I think every single time I've written back poorly and then like, thank God Scott's nice. Cause I'm always like, I don't know if I could do it. And you're like, yes, you can. <laughs> you're always very encouraging and it probably should be the other way around where I should be begging you for these guests. And I'm like, I don't know. They seem out of my league. I don't play Mel. video games. <laughs> Mel. May I take this first before you do, just because of the PR thing? He's a very good PR person. I'm telling people I'm bad oh, at it. Please, I know shit PR. about PR. I don't know what's going on. No, no, no. I meant like before you explained Sidecast. I meant like, do you mind so, if I grab this one right now? Yes, Should no, we do uh, the first? Let's no. start at the beginning. What does what? PR stand for? 
public relations, which, you know what? I have like very dear friends that I've had since fucking junior high uh, that still ask me, I don't even know what you do, man. Like, so during the day I do public relations. I used to work for agencies for many brands that many of your listeners probably know. I always keep thinking about making videos about, you know, the background of like, here's what happened in the background of this kind of thing. Like, but I need to finally separate myself from PR before I make the, like, here's a fucked up thing. Puff daddy did once like, like before I, before I do these kinds of things, I have to hit that level. But, uh, and you can go ahead and try and attach me to whatever that brand is, but he's represented everything. So it's not a problem. Oh, uh, it's the, uh, the, the wine that the Jack Danicky bought on Wu-Tang, the vineyard that, um, Jack Danicky bought on 30 Rock, correct? Perfect. That's exactly what I'm referring to. But that's <laughs> certainly not a brand of headphones. Uh, whatever it was that I represented, um, like it, it was just like, I have a fair amount of good experiences with like celebrity clients and stuff in PR. And I just kind of hit a point where I was just like, you know, I'm done with this. And I jumped ship so that I could go and do my own independent stuff and work with independent creators. So everyone you've talked to has been someone that was totally non-corporate in a weird, interesting kind of way that was enough for me to be like, yeah, let's do this. Like I, it's cause like when I'm not doing PR, I'm doing video production work. So mm. that's kind of how you and I have like met at a cross section of stuff where it was like, you'll appreciate these people. And that's kind of where we met. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try, I'll name them all off in the, the intro too. Cause all those people were super nice. Listen to whatever the fuck I've said instead of said something awful. In case I said something awful, let's make sure that I didn't go like, you know, it was the worst. But uh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is like, it, it, it's interesting enough that I, I've met a fair amount of interesting people and I thought it was a fun experience. But by the same token, I'm a little done with it and I, I'm kind of looking to move on. And I have been for quite some time. And that's why I'm trying to build up Pure Filler, which my real passion in life is movies and nerd bullshit. So I'm trying to find a way for that. And as of the past few years, I've sort of been like creating this different weird area of my life that I'm going to end up focusing on probably within the next year. Awesome. Uh, um so you're going to start a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's all I have from it. Well, I had a podcast with, uh, with Matt from Sidecast last year. Like uh, last year, Matt and I did uh, Fish in the Percolator because I'm a giant Twin Peaks dweeb. And we did a full like, fuck it, let's rewatch the series, which I've unfortunately watched way too many times. And we ended up watching the series over and over again, doing commentary during every episode. The commentary is available on Pure Filler's YouTube page. I would say that neither Matt nor I are super proud of that as much as it's a kind of a half-assed, your buddy hanging out on your couch, ripping on something you're watching sort of thing. But we did a, after every episode, talk about what's going on. I want to talk to Matt about doing something about rewatching the series before the Showtime series starts because Twin Peaks is coming back. 
And the weird thing is during the whole fish in the percolator podcast series, I was the most pro twin peaks person on the goddamn planet. <laughs> and Matt was fairly harsh on it. And everything I've read about this upcoming reboot is like, they're going to fuck this up. I don't feel great about this one at all. I think we're going to come back and Matt is going to be the positive Twin Peaks person. And I'm going to be the negative Nelly about everything. And it's going to be a weird jump in the Fish in the Percolator podcast. Fish in a blender. I never saw Twin Peaks. That's why I don't pass your nerd test. Jesus, really? Yeah, I didn't have cable. Nowadays. I watched along with them because they started the podcast because I ended up jumping on a couple times. And I watch, oh, dude. So I watch Riverdale. Does that count? It's great nerd bullshit. Like, I highly recommend the level of... I mean, the fact that they're bringing it back and now everyone's watching it does diminish the nerd bullshit level of it that I appreciate. Like, I'm not going to ever pretend that I'm not an elitist piece of shit, but... So this isn't Fargo, right? We're talking about two different shows. Fargo? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I thought that was funny. Oh, no. I I meant seriously. Like, Fargo, the TV show, clearly influenced. Yeah. And so did Riverdale. I'm not kidding. If you watch Riverdale, it is surprisingly good. It's a soap opera. It's so over the top and soap opera-y. It's just like, it's not a parody. But it's like it's Twin Peaks with sexy hot teens, and they're kind of winking at the camera, and it's terrible, but it's great. And it's on and CW. They, it's CW, and it's by the guy who does it's all the, WB. the WB. Yeah, the the Berlanti's production company who does all the uh, CW uh, superhero shows. So it, which I love. WPIX New York. I can't get enough of them. I love them. I love. I me too. They're trash. And I zombie. Highest order, and I love every last minute of it. Is iZombie a... Uh, uh, I CW? love that fucking show, man. Yeah, CW. It's. I thought it was a Hulu original. No, dude. It's that, the no, dumbest it's name, the, the best fucking show. It's it's the guy who it's made Veronica Mars. Show. Made what? The guy who did... Uh, the guy... The, the part... The two... It's like Diane Ruggio and Rob Thomas, who made Veronica Mars make oh, uh, shit, iZombie. Man. So it is just like a Veronica Mars with a zombie element, but... I won't get it. Dude, they do some crazy shit in season two. It's great. It's so We grabbed the first season. I love the humor. It's amazing. It's so funny. It's so well written. Like, you'll watch it. It's creative than a show on, like, you would never, it's such a sleeper show. That's exactly what it is. It is, oh my God. They connect the A, B, C, D, and like, the way they can connect their storylines, it's amazing. It's I think it's like my favorite show. I've been watching season two again, so that's why I've been talking about it in every podcast episode. All right, I'll stop. But everyone watch iZombie. No, 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 no. no, you don't have to It's been on my radar of the things that I know has existed that I have to get to, but I I haven't got to it. But if you're vouching for it this hard, they do a a legit zombie movie. I love the characters. Yeah. and it's, it's surprisingly fun for like the premise seems a little sillier, but they they really execute. It's fun. They call it's called a uh, rom com drum no zom rom com drum zombie romance drama comedy, and that's not inaccurate. And the jokes are solid in season like especially season two. Like they're it's so funny. It's I mean, so emotional. I mean, they really get it, to know it, each other. It's, yeah. Uh, 
and the way they end season two that i zombie is a is a not funny show because i zombie i mean you see what they're doing with the name but it's It's based off the the comic but but i wouldn't have thought it was trying to be really funny i thought they would have been like i zombie Right, and well, then gone into a serious show. I think it's based off a comic know. book called I Zombie. It is. It is actually based really? off the comic. Okay. Yeah, so it's a comic book show, but um, I got to wrap it do up. Do you understand what we mean by the nerd test being? <laughs> Did I pass it on a different? You do on your shit. Only There's I know. I'm kind of weird. You'll be like, you know what? Do you not know the I Zombie was a, a was a fucking comic first? Like, for, like if you're talking to somebody and somebody says to you, "I'm a massive I Zombie fan." I know, Matt. We should have started you with would that. Ask them. It's great. Like, you would ask them, like, "Did you read the comic?" Oh shit, I didn't. And I they're didn't done. That's it. I didn't read the comic. <laughs> I haven't read it. I did know it existed. I it was because we actually because I watched it with my husband and we have this habit of Wikipediaing everything we're interested in. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. And some of the cells that they use in the, uh, you know, the bump cards and stuff are actually from the graphic novel, from what I understand. So. And Flash does that, too, sometimes. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I hit a level on Walking Dead where, like, when someone asked me, did you read the comics? And I go, yeah, I got bored of it after the horse got torn apart. Is... <laughs> A thing I say not to be a badass about the subject matter, but to be like, that's exactly as far as I go. Right. I, I'm trying to signal to you that like, yeah, you're right. And I get the idea. So I'm willing to hear you further, but I cannot follow you down the path you want me to go down. That's my entire life. Well, Mel, let's uh, hear about Sidecast before we have to wrap it up. I got I got stuff to do. <laughs> Sadly, but you guys have to come yeah, back can. on. Well, let's see. Talk about sidecast. We are a free-for-all tangent cast. So it's like this. Oh, it's way worse, sweetheart. This was so tame. I mean, I your show has like so wonderful little nice format compared to our little crazy festival of. Are we going to start bleachers. the show with dicks? <laughs> Butts, boobs, or masturbation this week. I mean, or Hitler. I mean, hopefully. I mean, if you couldn't, you may or may not want to put that one in there. I mean, yeah, I was gonna oh, say that's that's, a, that's not that's staying okay. in there. And definitely wrestling. Definitely. Um, God, the cross sections are so weird. I know that John was into like Mesopotamian art for a while, and so it's. But it's the four of us. Matt started Sidecast. And it was kind of a spinoff from another thing that he was a side cast member of. And he kind of gathered everyone. It was him and John, Johnny Capcom, a resident wrestling wonderful person. And they pulled Keith on there and I came last because I liked Mass Effect and that was our connection. And five years later, we've actually met in person and hung out and that's been really cool. And we kind of meet up. It's like... I like to call it the podcast bonfire. Like, we have different guests on sometimes, but it's sort of where, you know, if you're tired of editing your own thing or being in a format or whatever, a lot of people come on over, like, to our podcast just because they kind of let their proverbial hair down, I guess. I don't, I don't know the best way, but we, we're kind of all over the place. So, and we talk games a lot. I mean, we're Nintendo hating basically every week again. Um 
Keith is really big on something. He, oh, no, wait, he just came out of the woods, so I guess our next episode that you'd be hearing in our uh, chronology will have Keith coming home from the LARP. Um, Keith does a lot of LARPing. That's something. Uh, we, well, thank Oh, sorry. What's that? No, just, I mean, it's such a weird word. The, the four of us are a weird cross-section, but again, it's all like our nerd tests all match up in the strangest places. And so five years later, we're still getting together on Tuesday nights and spending a few hours together talking about whatever happened. And that's so I love sweet. it because I've met people like you and I've met a whole bunch of other people and I've done things like, you know, come on your podcast and you and I have started talking over a while and doing a lot of sharing and stuff. And so just generally speaking, it's, it's kind of a, Sidecast is like a catalyst to getting to know more podcasters, so it's awesome. Yeah, it's it. Podcasting is the best. It's just I love it. I love it's, it so it's, much. Like yeah, dude. Like you meet so many great people. Like that's really what it is. Like podcasting, I I've used over the past few years as just a great experience to meet great people. It's like, for the hang. Yeah, it's for the hang. Like the hang is the best description of what a podcast is. So and it's surprising how much people respond to it is what always feels great. It's like, you know, this for me, it's like, it's just me, literally me and my friends when we get together on a Tuesday night and talk and people enjoy it. And we've done things like start a discord room and have a pretty solid group of people like just hanging out on the app or just our like regular little group of people. And it's not a ton of people, but at the same time, it feels like a ton of people. And then you end up everyone's so open people are so cool and want to talk to each other and enjoy what each other are doing and my wealth of like i can't keep up during the week i always feel bad because it's like oh shit i have to finish this other podcast that i get caught up on and stuff because it's like i want to listen to what everybody's doing now oh we yeah, all start crying that's the biggest problem like everybody yeah. is doing a four-hour podcast it's like god damn it how does anyone have time for anything <laughs> that <laughs> said Hey, purefiller.com There it is. Pure Filler on YouTube. And hey, fuck it. I just started the Twitter uh, Pure Filler. Uh, I just Pure Filler on Twitter. That, that, that's the best way I got to describe it. It's the best I got. Yeah, I follow it. So, come on. I know you do because we've been having conversations. I'm like, I've been trying to signal to you as hard as I can. Dude, it's Scott. What's up, man? Oh, that is this yeah. Is I just me. realized your picture is now in front of it. I was like, oh yeah. I think it took me a while. I'm not the brightest. <laughs> I, I, I fight as hard as I can. <laughs> I literally, I think we have like 16 followers this moment. I was just like, ah, fuck it. Because uh, I was everything being connected You're doing pretty to good. me. I, was, I feel bad because I'm not sure if I'm actually following you or if I'm just following your old account. <laughs> well, I will send you both a personalized email after this event. But well, what I'm saying is, then. what I'm saying is, now like, you're just uh, begging follows. Everyone, please follow. Hey, you'll what get I'm some follows. Is, I promise you, people. I, uh, I know you will. This is not what I was trying to. I'm not trying to beg for follows. What I'm saying is, like, I, I'm just kind of trying to separate myself from the, uh, from the actual brand, and that's what we're doing right now. My brother and I are doing a weekly kind of podcast thing called uh, Something Old, Something New. Where we review an old weddings. movie and a new movie. It's all about weddings, right? It's all about weddings. <laughs> it's uh, something old, something new, something blue, something... Uh, I don't know any further of this. I don't read brides.com and the not. Come on, people. But uh, that's the best I've got on this. The not.com is an amazing website, by the way. Brides to be. Get on that. 
It's uh, the forum terrifying level of detail if you ever need it. Wow. Chris, am I wrong? I love it, man. It's, it's uh, well, I don't. It's not for me. I don't care. I just know that half my wedding was planned by a web <laughs> yes, forum. That's fair. Like, <laughs> that's as, as a thing that was like, it worked out well. I was happy with the wedding. The knock.com's forums. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I you know. I'm at Pure Filler on Twitter and purefiller.com. And I'm uploading a bunch of stuff with my brother. Uh, Matt and I will be restarting Fish in the Percolator when Twin Peaks restarts. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And Mel, where can people find you online? I'm at MelGray8 on Twitter and Instagram, which is where I do the bulk of my stuff like that. And, I mean, we're at Sidecast Show, so go check us out there. You can kind of find everything starting with the Twitter and jumping over. It's also uh, Facebook slash Sidecast Show. So we're Sidecast Show basically everywhere. And, uh, yeah, if you guys want to talk to me or whatever, I'm on there and Yay! Yeah, thank exactly. Woo! Thank you both for coming on, and let's do this again um, for sure. Because I don't know what we talked about, but I loved every second of it. That was what I was going to say. Like, I feel like this was a rudderless fucking boat on the ocean, kind of. I don't know so how I'm going to write my description, so we'll figure I that hoped, out. I hope to God that you don't just go like, "Here's a random bunch of assholes." Well, well, you'll have to see. Every, see, there would be no difference on the regular description of my podcast, so I'm in good, you know? Yeah, I bring I the tangents. I said it out loud, I so I hope tangent. that's how we wrote it. <laughs> Bunch of assholes. All right, have a good uh, rest of your evening. Thank you for listening to the Court Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.